0: across the globe, you're now listening to the only voice of the only Niner Empire,
1: Niner Empire Radio, and this is the channel. And this is Kareem, a.k.a. Night Clever Lang, coming off uh, a very, very, very disappointing loss on Monday night to the Buffalo Bills, who we don't play that often, but to the Buffalo Bills, and really... It was one of the biggest shellackings of the year, and really sad to see.
0: Yeah, uh, Buffalo is now the talk of the town with how they performed, and um, I think they they're going they're in position to win their division for the first time in twenty five years.
1: <laughs> I think they got their first win in the two thousands on Monday night on yeah
0: yeah they don't have a stellar record and uh they deserved it because they were firing on all cylinders and i've been saying it throughout this year that you know buffalo is one of those dark horse teams you know they're young they have an incredible receiving core and and josh allen i feel like that was his uh what do they call it his coronation party basically where it was like okay this guy is legit you know he was you know, basically flawless out there. Everything he was doing was working. You know, every pass was caught in stride, you know, uh thirty two of forty, three hundred seventy five yards and Jesus. four touchdowns. Oh
1: that is a that oh, come on, man. That that's like the best line. You can't do any better than that.
0: Four touchdowns in a single game, Al Bundy status. And um I really like the guy. His team likes him. They're they're working with something in Buffalo and It sucks that it had to be us that they showed out on, but we came out just flat, you know, not inspired play. Um, We just couldn't stop what they were doing. And I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Drake Greenlaw who said, um, we knew what they were going to do. We just couldn't stop it.
1: Man, I mean, uh, the thing with the 49ers, and this was, the defense's fault and the coach's fault, but really starting with the defense, it's the same thing we've been talking about all year. If a quarterback like a Josh Allen or a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray can get out of the pocket and buy a little bit of time, the receivers tend to get open against our secondary and we get killed. And the, the times that we've lost this year have been against those type of quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket and do that. And Josh Allen is very mobile. He's he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's a mobile quarterback. And most of those possessions were happening when he was rolling to the right. And man, you you mentioned the receiving core. This guy Cole Beasley had like a hundred at the end of the first quarter, and that's a guy that who we didn't even talk about last year or last week when you know your typical white hardworking receiver that goes Best out there. in the game. Nine for 130, one, uh, he had a, a, a touchdown. And then Stephon Diggs make Jason Barrett look like an undrafted rookie. Ten catches for 92 yards. Ten catches. Colby's yeah. had nine catches. You know the ball is going to him, and you can't do anything. And it brings me to this. The, the game was still close somewhat. I mean, it was 17-7 to at halftime right? And the, the the NFL is all about adjustments. And this is the stat that really uh, stuck with me when I saw it. The 49ers under Kyle Shanahan are and 24 when trailing by seven plus points in the second half. What the that,
0: fuck? You know, I've said it before. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I'll say it thrice. That's the issue I have with Shanahan when we brought him on. The way he coached Atlanta to the absolute collapse against the Patriots, that was piss-poor coaching. He comes to our team. We go to the Super Bowl. He does the same fucking thing. And, I mean, throughout he's starting to get it together, at least this season, I think when Jimmy G went down. He started getting to meat and potatoes football, running the fucking ball, you know. But he wants to be sexy. He wants to be Mr. Flash. And
1: um, fuck that.
0: You know, fucking win the game.
1: Yeah. Then two things really stood out in this game was, number one, let's look at the the 49ers rushing attack. And we, we can run on these guys. We can run on Buffalo. Raheem Mostert, nine carries, 42 yards. An average of almost five yards a carry. Jeff Wilson, who split carries... With Raheem Mostert, seven for 47 for almost seven yards. We were running the ball. They were stopping us. And we, get, we had a, a really poor goal line stop in the beginning. but ever since then, or after that, you know they did nothing. That was number one, the rushing attack. Number two, I don't think Shanahan was or drew in Debo Samuel in the first half at all. I don't think he had any stats in the first half. And the thing that's been winning for the 49ers over the last year, last year, especially, was doing creative things with your wide receivers in the backfield, letting them get the yak. You know, I hadn't seen any of that. I didn't see any reverses. I didn't see any pitches and any creativity there. Uh, Debo Samuel ended up with six catches for 73 yards, had a really good second half, but he wasn't there in the first half. And thus we go into the end of the half down 10, 17-7. And, uh, you know, we never, we weren't in the game. The final score was 34 to 24. And that, you know, it wasn't even that close. It was the most disappointing loss of the year because going into it, we had high expectations. Like this is a team that can still make the playoffs. This is a team that's got a huge game against one of the best teams in the AFC. How do we show out in Arizona, our new home? How do we show out? What, what are they gonna bring to the table? And, and from the beginning, we had a good drive in the beginning, up, leading, happy. Ever since then, it just went really flat.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, Arizona's not our fucking home. And it's essentially a road game.
1: It would be our home if fucking Jed York would get his fucking big red nose out of a bag of fucking yak and, and, you know, wasn't so selfish to bring this team to the fucking Hindu capital of the world, Santa Clara, (laughs) where no one fucking wants to go. When have you ever told anyone, hey, mom, let's go to fucking Santa Clara, maybe because of great America. But other than that, you don't want to go there for any fucking reason it's a, it's a piece of shit It's a place that sucks And and you move yeah. the team over there Because you're a greedy Bald fuck And uh, I'm still mad about that But Santa Clara shut them down So that is their fucking home Arizona
0: Yeah well you know we have uh, Gavin Mussolini Who you know they're getting pretty draconian With the restrictions around California So they shut us out he can be French laundry all he wants. Yeah, he's a homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, um, you know, speaking of Hindus, you know, our defensive coordinator, (laughs) (laughs) Salamani, this fucking guy, man. You know, our defense gets torched. And it's not like our secondary is not talented. You know, Jason Verrett, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, was being touted as one of the best in the game. And uh, Richard Sherman is no slouch either. And Jimmy Ward, you know, we got players, man. Yeah. And our front seven, even with the backups, our front seven is still pretty beastly. And, um, bro, we got fucking raped out there. (laughs) Yeah. And and like you said, no adjustments. You know, like just an indictment of the coaching. And, you know, I hope that Salahou Akbar is somewhere else next season because I don't like that fucking guy. And not just because... He's a terrorist who's working against America's interests. But because he doesn't coach the game very well, he's a fucking glory whore and loves having the cameras on him and he's all excited.
1: He said he's against America's best interests. You're terrible. <laughs> fucking America. Uh, well, he's going to Detroit. That's what's going to happen because they just that. fired Matt Patricia. And I'll tell you the best thing to fucking do if you're John Lynch. You make a trade like they did back in the days where you trade the head, the, the defensive coordinator for their quarterback. We'll take Matt Stafford, who is also, there's rumors that, uh, that Shanahan might be looking at him next year. But we'll take Matt Stafford. You can take S- Sala. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Salah is from Detroit area, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he's from Detroit. Like... Detroit, Pakistan. <laughs> 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 he's from that area, and then uh. there's a fucking the legislators in in the state of Michigan all signed this bill that said they want the the owner of the Detroit Lions to hire. Robert Sala is their head coach.
0: Oh, that's touching. Yeah. Well, I guess terror is coming to Detroit, and uh, uh, you know, I thought you know it's a shame because Detroit used to be one of America's greatest cities. You know, it was the it was the heart of America, American production, American ingenuity, and you know now it's a bunch of abandoned buildings, and a goddamn terrorist is coming to coach their team. Jesus. So. so
1: <laughs> but anyway, the, the defense, we want to talk about adjustments. Yeah, yeah. We didn't make any adjustments on offense other than finally getting the ball to Debo and stop running because you're behind by 17 points, but the defense didn't make any fucking adjustments, nothing. And, and when, when you know how hard it is in the NFL, if you're a good defense to let two guys get over nine catches in a game, that's a lot of catches. Yeah, to have two guys let, on the other side of it, Ayuk had five catches, Debo had six catches, Bourne had four catches. You're going to let two guys continue to get the ball, conti- continue, 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 and you're not going to do anything about it with two of the better cornerbacks and one of the better defensive backfields in football it it just didn't make any sense and yes there was no real pressure Deion jordan got to got to josh allen once but you know obviously we're we're reeling really, you know at defensive line we're better but we're still you know not that great um but it's just unacceptable and you got to make adjustments mid game to that whether you're bringing over an extra safety whatever the fuck you're doing you've got to be able to stop that and the 49ers Every time we play an elite wide receiver like Julio Jones or like Devontae Adams, they, it, you know, they go off. Then they go off in a major way. But on Sunday, two receivers went off in a major way. Stephon Diggs, one of the best wide receivers in football, having a monster. But Cole yeah. Beasley, you know, I wasn't expecting him to go off like he did. He was unstoppable. In the first half unstoppable and uh we never came back from that and it was embarrassing you, you're just sitting there this defense that was really the the top defense in the league last year and is still top five this year coming off biggest game of the year monday night the whole world watching and my phone's just fucking going off from people making fun of that defense it was it was all bad <laughs> Uh, yeah, disappointing for sure. Um And that's you know. a season right there, you know? It's like you look at the season, we're five and seven now. We we went out to go nine and seven. If we went out, we still need to we would need to beat Seattle, Arizona, Washington, and um Dallas. I mean Not happening.
0: This fucking season was done a long time ago. You know, I know that we're mathematically close to elimination, but, bro, this season's been a rat. you know? Yeah.
1: So. We don't deserve the playoffs like that.
0: No, we don't. And, you know, it's the thing I said last week was that I'd rather not even go than go just to go and get our fucking asses kicked, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that kind of cock tease. But, um but, yeah, let, let, let's talk about some specifics here. You know, obviously our defense was shit, our offense was eh. Nick Mullins, man, this
1: fucking guy.
0: Yeah, this guy, he, he's, like, almost really good,
1: but he's not. <laughs> well, you know what it all starts with, and, and me and you are always quick to bring this up, your fucking face and your facial expressions and how you look. Yeah. Well, Nick Mullins automatically, I don't care how fine his wife is and I've never seen her. But he automatically comes into the game with a disability or with something, a check against him because of that fucking hick looking face. And (laughs) it looks like he just got off the fucking cornfield and, and, you know, just looks like he's just scum of Arkansas. And on top of that, I don't have much sympathy for Nick Mullins because his fucking butt buddy is Trump's butt buddy, Brett Favre. Who is uh texting fucking cheerleaders dick pics when his wife was in uh, bed with cancer. So, first yeah. off, Nick Mullins is a Trumper. He's a piece of shit. And his best friend is Brett Favre, who is maybe the biggest piece of shit and a fucking hick. And, uh, you know, he comes in there. I saw a stat where he is top three of all time in yardage. Uh in his first 13 starts or something like that, which was an amazing stat. But then you look at his face and then you say, you know what? You can have all the stats you want, but you're a fucking hick. And I have no sympathy for that.
0: (laughs) Well, let's, let's go to some words. And uh, since we're talking about them, let's talk about people that need to
1: step them up.
0: So, obviously, for me, Nick fucking Mullins, um, I think the fact that he's a trumper is the best thing about him. Um, uh, but the guy <laughs> was 26 to 39, lots of yards, three touchdowns, but you know, junk, two picks, junk
1: time touchdowns, yeah,
0: junk time. The game was never in our grasp, and he's he's so frustrating, you know, because he he's almost really good, and um. But he's not, and we're not going anywhere with the guy and I think that it was a really bad uh indicator when Shanahan benched him and put in young thor c j. Bethard mm-hmm. you know a month or so ago, because usually you want to get your if you like your backup, you know you you let them, you let him have some some room you know to to get some some p t and once Nick Mullins was shown some of that Mullinsness, man, Shanahan pulled his ass real quick. So, you know, uh, Nick Mullins is not the guy. You know, he's a good, like, one-game substitute, but to write him out for a season is not ideal. No. So, so yeah. So, uh, at the end of the day, like we're very likely going to not have Garoppolo next season, and Nick Mullins is not the fuck, fucking answer. So whatever the fuck he does, I hope he
1: steps game up. Man, Nick Mullins is a career backup. That's what he is. He is fucking Blaine Gabbert. Actually, Blaine Gabbard is better than he is. Blaine gabbard has been in the league. And just again, we always get on, got on Cutler for his countenance and looking like he walks around with the flu all the time. <laughs> Nick Mullins just looks defeated out there. And you know, Niners need a quarterback. It's it's it's, it's coming to this offseason. And speaking of the guy that's gonna make that decision, my step your game up goes to someone from not a place in the United States. It's actually a place called Wigeria. It's not in Africa. Wigeria is a place where white guys think they're black. And in my case, I'm talking about Coach Kyle Shanahan who named his son Wayne after Lil Wayne and... I thought his his son's name was Carter. Oh, Carter. My bad. That's right. Same thing. Um, Same shit. Yeah, but anyway... Tyrone or Tyreek, whatever. You know, Shanahan this year, we come back we have this game. We've got all our receivers back for the first time. We should have won this game. We were favored to win this game by one point. It was. We shouldn't get blown out. You need to make adjustments. You didn't make adjustments. Biggest game of the year. I know you've been dealing with having to move and, and players' families, and you're very proud of the team, the way that they uh, handled having to move to Arizona and stuff. But as a fan, I don't give a shit about that you got to be ready to play and you've got to make some adjustments and this has just been a theme with him and it's it's just not working with what we have we've got too much talent right now even with the injuries to be 5 and 7 and this is another game that we lost that we shouldn't have lost and um you know it's i'm not saying that get rid of Kyle Shanahan or anything but Brent needs to step his fucking game up and And really, that uh, the 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 stat with zero and twenty four in the last uh, you know when you're losing by seven, that's that's the worst stat ever that I've ever seen from a coach. It just screams no adjustments and adjustments, what's needed. So Kyle Shanahan, bruh, think you're black, bruh, but also you need to. The, 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 the game up. Man, yeah, he is pure
0: Nigerian. And uh
1: do you think he talks with the accent like? Oh, or,
0: for fucking sure! Like, like do you not, think
1: he's one of those guys? Like when he's around, uh like Kyle Uscheck, he's all, like, "Hey, Kyle, how's it going?" And then when he's around Brandon, "Hey, Brandon, what's up, man?" Hey, hey, yo, <laughs> B. <laughs> he, he adjusts. See if he can make that adjustment. Then why can't he yeah. make an adjustment on the field? You know he makes adjustments when he's talking between the white and the black player. Make that adjustment yeah. in your game planning.
0: Jesus. Well, as an advocate for Whitey, I have to say, uh, you spoke about earlier, was uh, the white receiver, <laughs> not the white receiver, the white receiver <laughs> is such a good uh, evolution of the position in the last few years. You know, Some of the best receivers in the game are white. And as a white guy, I, I love seeing it. Because I feel like sports need to be more inclusive <laughs> at all levels. And, you know, we've already integrated in, uh, transsexuals and homosexuals. So why can't white people be more integrated at skill positions? We've also, We're not just quarterbacks.
1: We've also integrated an entire franchise, the Washington football team, who we play this year, from a racist yeah. franchise to a conforming leader in the a movement. leader.
0: A leader in freedom, the team that single handedly ended racism, the, the team that led the charge to take out the white supremacy out of the NFL. I am so impressed with this team. You know, and it's a proud uh one of the proudest franchises in the game, you know, multiple Super Bowl winning franchise. And, you know, of course, they have this established brand since, you know, almost hundred years old. But you know, it was racist, it was white supremacy. And they did the right thing. You know, they, they they chose inclusiveness. They knew that we could only do
1: it together, and they did it. They but, they did it all, too, while raping, and while <laughs> a couple of sexual assaults, and a couple of weird things in the locker room, and the ownership so, tried to hide a couple of things. You, hey, you it's class all omelet. the way
0: around. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. There it is. <laughs> But anyway, um, really, uh, this is an interesting game. You know, Alex Smith, obviously, our number one draft pick years ago. Yeah, man. Chose him over Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has gone on to have a Hall of Fame career, and Alex Smith hasn't. And uh, But what Alex Smith has done <clears throat> is uh, come back from one of the most gruesome injuries in sports that we've ever seen. He almost lost his fucking leg. And um, he's back out there playing. And last weekend, he beat the undefeated Steelers, led the charge to beat the undefeated Steelers. So I'll say this, you know, and I think I've been saying this a few times. I'm on record as probably being the biggest Alex Smith hater that there is. But uh, I really respect the guy nowadays. And I know Chris Gomez is probably happy to hear that.
1: Yeah. No, you know but what? I think we've always respected him and, and we've always loved him. We've given him a lot of shit. Um, but, you know, he's always been a, a, it's, it's a great game manager. You know, a guy that can come in there and manage <laughs> the game, throw short passes with supreme accuracy. I mean when you're throwing from here to your your shoe with that yeah. the accuracy of his short throws is second to none, and he really knows how to manage a clock. you know he he always knows where the clock is. He does everything that the team needs to do to stay in contention and to manage. It's just that he can't take it to the next level and and I'm you're right, watching that one show where there was ba- you could basically see the bone and it looks like you know a turkey leg on thanksgiving that was like over smoked it was like red and you could see some of the bone it was just not cool but to see him come back from that and start and and you know my my lady the Steelers are his te- are her team and the Steelers were up what 17 points and they came back, and their defense held, and, and they won. Uh, it's a, a crazy game. And let's talk about their defense a little bit first off. <clears throat> it wasn't so much their offense as it was their defense. Their pass rush, Chase Young, their, their, their defense is ridiculous. Their defense is one of the better defenses that we're going to see this year. Yeah. And then don't forget last year, they almost beat us. And we went to the Super Bowl last year. We had that mud pit game last year. And I think we won like nine to six or something. I, it was, we barely won last year. And a lot of those players, Terry McLaurin, you know, a lot of those guys are the same guys that were there last year. And there's a really good chance. I haven't looked at the line. I guess we're going to look in a minute. They're coming in. We're not playing at home. We're playing in fucking Arizona. We've got Nick Mullins, who already looks defeated. Um, we've got no adjustment, Shanahan. We got Sala, who everyone that I've talked to has said sala has got one foot out the door. Uh, ever since you know we've been having a losing record, all the signs point to us losing on Sunday, and oh, it, wow. I'm not, I'm not, you know, and. We still are without Kittle, who I don't think should... If we lose this game, I don't think Kittle needs to come back this year or risk getting hurt anymore. We're without Jimmy, who I don't know how you miss six games with a sprained ankle. I'm not an athlete, but I've had my ankle sprained pretty bad, and I wouldn't miss six games. I was able to go to the bar the next night. <laughs> so I don't know how Jimmy, the, Jimmy is, is, mm. is out still but it's just disappointing. And although Gibson, Antonio Gibson, um, you know, is out and he's been a very good running back for him. He's been on my fantasy team this year. Uh, their offense, I, I, I just think is going to find a way to do exactly what they need to win. And then they got riverboat Ron, the story behind him, the story behind Alex Smith. Um, you know, they're leading, uh, they're, they're leading the, uh, leading the the East now, right? So it's like, I don't know, man. Disappointing year. And, um, you know, I think I'm expecting the disappointment to continue on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I I believe in the football gods and they honor uh, Alex Smith and the team that single-handedly ended racism and white supremacy. And Everything is going in their favor this week. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like we're we're starting to get downward momentum. I mean, we had great win, a great win against the Rams, but all in all, this season's coming apart. You know, Nick Mullins is not the guy. Kittle's down, like bro. And like you said, the Washington front line is fucking beastly. And I have to say, if you are a pass rusher, to have the name Chase is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, like to Alex Smith, the football gods favor him right now. You know, he's uh, been through a lot in the NFL in his career. And um, for him to come back from the injury is big, for him to beat the Steelers, for Washington to do everything they've done. I really feel like uh, this has debacle written all over it for us Niner fans. So I'm buckling up and preparing for the shit show.
1: So I'm looking right now. And the Niners are actually favored by three and a half. At their fake home, Alex Smith, Washington coming in off one of the biggest upsets of the season, easily. Man, what do you take as the final score?
0: Uh, It's going to be a defensive game. I think uh, Alex Smith, even though he's, back from an injury doesn't change the fact that he's a game managing ankle thrower and um, their defense, their defense is a strength. Our defense is a strength. So it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be, it's going to be 16 to 10
1: Washington. Wow. Only 10 points, huh? It was a really close low scoring game last year. And I agree, I don't think this game goes to the over. But I'm going to take the 49ers 23-20. to Nice. I think we're going to win, or I'm predicting we win, but the real me wants to just shit on the Niners and, and think that there's no way we can win. But I'm going to take the Niners 23-20. Wow, you got you got a hell of a show in mind. Yeah, it's a real big game. That's why they flexed our Sunday the next week against Dallas to the 10 a.m. game oh, rather man. than Sunday night because this team has lost, and it's just this season has been purely disappointing. Kind of like your beard.
0: Fucking cocksucker! All right, why don't we pick some about, games? Yeah, let's pick the games. Uh, setting off the week, Thursday, we got the Los Angeles Lambs facing off against Trans Newton and the New England Patriots.
1: That'd be a hell of a game right here.
0: Yeah, and I think the Rams are gonna fucking dog walk these chumps. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I can already see Cam Newton's facial expressions after getting sacked a few times and not being able to run. I just don't like the Rams, though. I don't think the Rams are that good, and I think the Patriots have a good secondary, obviously. Uh, The the line is minus five Rams. I'm going to go with the Patriots plus five.
0: All right. Well, uh, you're all for LGBTQ STD, right? I am. I am. I am. All right, going into the weekend Sunday, Houston going to Chicago. Houston favored by a point. Uh, it kind of a shit game.
1: I'll go with uh, Houston. I, I'm, Yeah, I got to yeah. go with Houston. Um, Houston on the road, minus one. I'll take the Texans. They got David Johnson back. Uh, I think they can win. The Bears are awful to me. I don't know how they even have all those wins. Uh,
0: Dallas going to Cincinnati, Dallas favored by three and a half, the return of the redhead bomber, uh, Andy Dalton. I'm going to go ahead and pick Dallas Cincinnati without burrow is trash. Ola.
1: Yeah. This game is pure trash too. Uh, the money so far is on the Bengals. It's looking like, uh, but I'm going to go Cowboys minus three and a half. All right.
0: Kansas city, Defending Super Bowl champion going to Miami to face the Tua boys, uh, Kansas City's favored by seven, only seven. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to roll these fuckers up. So yeah, K-C.
1: I don't see the Dolphins being that good with Tua. I don't. I just don't think he's that going to be that great. And I also think the Chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions this year. I got the Chiefs by seven and a lot more than that. I think they're going to win by, like, 14 easy. Oh, easy. At least that much. That, that's, uh, that's the game I'm going to put money on. I'm telling you right now. All right.
0: All right. Uh, what else we got here? We got Arizona going to New York, face Giants. Arizona favored by two and a half. That's easy, Arizona.
1: I'm going to go with the Giants. The Giants are one of the hotter teams in football. They're coming off beating uh, Seattle. And their defense is looking good. They beat Seattle with Colt McCoy at quarterback, which is fucking insane. Because that guy is, uh, the only reason he's in the league is because he went to Texas. Um, and I can't believe that he's even starting a game. But there's something going on with the Cardinals. Just don't think they're that great. And, um, you know, <clears throat> I think the Giants uh, are plus two and a half. And I'm going to go Giants at home. All right, <clears throat> then uh, Tampa
0: Bay, Tampa Bra- Tampa Bay, Tom Brady uh, marriage looks to be fairly rocky, uh, but they're going to go into Minnesota. They're favored by six and a half. Tom Brady is not what he's been in New England, out in Tampa, in Tampa but he's still Tom motherfucking Brady, yeah. and uh, I-, I just don't see them losing, so I got Tampa.
1: Yeah, and the Vikings—they're proving again that Kirk Cousins is one of the most disappointing-looking people in the league. Um, and I'm going to go with the Bucks to turn it around and finally put the Vikings in the fucking dirt. I'm going to go Tampa Bay minus six and a half.
0: Yeah, real quick—is uh, Minnesota Vikings—is uh, it racist?
1: I don't know what a fucking Viking is and how that. The the stupidest thing is, two years ago, I went to the opener in Minnesota. um, You know, when Garoppolo was there, we had Pettis and everything. And, you know, the the Vikings as a franchise, what they do at their stadium, they do this skull thing and then they do these stupid ass chants and these claps and all that shit. Shit, That's just some fucking tourist shit. And, and, you know, they deserve to lose just because you've got a bunch of Midwesterners trying to clap on time and fucking doing these, these chants that have nothing to do with an actual Viking. Um, so because of that, they're fucking losers. And uh, they don't deserve to win. And I don't care. They you know, nice stadium with a bunch of mirrors and everything, but you're still the Vikings. You're never going to win it fucking all. And you have Kirk Cousins leading the show. And that guy's a bum. He basically needs to be sleeping under a bridge, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I don't know what a Viking is or if a Viking is racist, but I just don't like their franchise. Well, it's a white mascot. Of course. Anyway. I mean, look at it. I'm looking at their little symbol right now. It's got, like, yellow hair. The only, other, the only person that's black with yellow hair is our Dante Pettis. <laughs> the pet,
0: the you know, he, he sucks. Pettis, <laughs> so, that's pe- Pettis sucks. He sucks. penis. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, Carolina going to Denver, Carolina favorite by three and a half. Yeah, I got Carolina, fucking Denver.
1: Yeah, like, why is this game even on my fucking schedule? I'll take the Panthers, I guess. Who cares? All
0: right. Uh then we got Tennessee going to Jacksonville, Tennessee favored by uh damn it I lost my place. Tennessee favored by seven and a half. Uh, yeah, fucking Tennessee. Fucking Jacksonville is a dumpster fire of a team,
1: so yeah, but they keep it close for the most part. And Tennessee's just been playing like shit lately. Like all the strength that they showed earlier. They've been costing me money in the app when I've been betting on them. Seven and a half is a big, but I just I don't know, man. I just don't know if the Jack if the Jaguars can keep up. And um, I'm gonna go Titans minus seven and a half. All right,
0: Indy, Indianapolis going to Vegas to face the Raiders. Indy favor two and a half. Indianapolis is uh, got a really good defense. Philip Rivers, when he wants to be, could be good, so I, I got Indy.
1: Yeah, I do, too. The Raiders almost lost to the Jets. A fucking terrible performance, uh, and the Colts should be able to beat them. All right. Um,
0: Seattle going to the Jets. Seattle favored by 13 and a half. The Jets are the shittiest team we've seen in years. Their coach is a cokehead, fucking egomaniac. So I just uh, don't see any way that Seattle's not going to fucking dog walk their dumb asses too.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with the Jets not to win, but that 13 and a half is a lot and something's going on with, with Russell Wilson, speaking of Hindus, Um, (laughs) you know, I just don't think everything is right there. And I think that offense has really been struggling. I don't think that they're going to win by that much. I'm going to go with the Jets. Wow. All right. Just uh, at, just because of the 13 and a half, they're not going to win. The uh, Seahawks are still going to win by a touchdown. I just don't think they're going to win by 13 and a half points. All
0: right. <clears throat> well, Green Bay going to Detroit to uh, face the Lions, who are now without Mr. Patricia. Yeah. Um, Green Bay has been pretty solid this year. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady-esque as far as when he gets pissed he tends to do his thing so I'm going with Green Bay
1: yeah I'm going with Green Bay I think that's another pretty easy one by only seven and a half points even though it's a division game I think they can win by like 14
0: All um New Orleans going to Philly New Orleans favored by seven I got the boys the
1: Saints I do too. Seven's a big one, and Taysom Hill is a Wigger. But sometimes, you know, America is a place where the Wigger wins. Look at Vanilla Ice. Look at Riff Raff. America America embraces the Wigger, hence Taysom Hill winning Saints minus seven.
0: All right. Um, Then we go. to the Falcons going to the Chargers. Falcons figure by two and a half. I think they could do it. Raheem Morris has been kind of starting to rebuild those fuckers.
1: Yeah, they're saying our old running back Anthony Lynn might be uh, close to the end of his days in in, uh, LA, I guess, with the Chargers. And uh, you know, I uh, obviously like my guy Herbert. They just haven't been able to to win games, they've had some close ones. I think they finally turn around. I don't, I don't like Atlanta, um, and I'm going to take the Chargers plus two and a half at home. All
0: right. Um, San Francisco versus Washington. I let's see Niners are favored by three and a half, but I think Washington is going to pull it off.
1: Yeah, I took Niners twenty three twenty next. We're gonna fucking fucking so upset at our team, oh, man. All
0: right, uh, Sunday night Buffalo game of the week, right here. Game of the week, Buffalo going uh, hosting Pittsburgh, favored by two and a half. I think Buffalo's got crazy momentum right now, and Steelers have their first loss of the year. So, uh, and they're on the road. So, man, I like Buffalo.
1: Yeah, you know James Conner. Didn't play because of COVID. And I think he comes back. I think the Steelers are mad. Again, I think Buffalo does good against a team like us, but that Steeler defense is too good. Uh, I think the Steelers bounce back and beat the Bills. So I'm going to go Steelers plus two and a half. I'm surprised they're underdogs. This is going to be a hell of a game, though.
0: Yeah, on a Monday night, Cleveland... Uh, hosting Baltimore and right now there's a flat line on the spread. Um, Baltimore's going to beat the shit out of Cleveland, man. Come on. Give me
1: a I don't know, man. Cleveland only has three losses this year, dude. Three. True. How the fuck did they... Like, my, I still think that they're the 3 and 13 Browns and then they had Odell get hurt. Their running game is awesome. Baker's doing things right now. He's finding his tight ends. He's finding his wide receivers. He's having huge four touchdowns last week. You know, and the Ravens have been sucking ass. And they, they I think the league figured out Lamar Jackson. I, I don't think he's as good as they thought he was. He's definitely not MVP material. So I'm gonna go with Baker and the Browns at home to beat the Ravens. Um, you know, interconference game, it's gonna be a good one Monday night, but I'm gonna go Browns.
0: All right. Well, that's the week in football, people. Um, follow us on Instagram, Niner Empire Radio. Um, follow us individually. You can figure it out. You guys are smart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to stink it up, man. This, not we, but the Niners. We're going to stink it up the rest of the year, more or less. But, you know, it's what we do. We watch the team no matter what, win, lose, or draw. And... um There's always next year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's all bad this year, fellas, but like you said, there's always next year. Let's see what we do against old Alex Smith coming back, the martyr. But uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, shit. Word up. All right.